Welcome to Gideon Guys, number 11. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Travis Velocity. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow on the CW. And we're at an episode, Travis, that I, this, so far, this is my favorite episode of the season. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, my of, favorite of course. I was, I was going to hold off on the, but by far, easily. Okay. Easily. Okay. I mean, Remember I when I said I was, I was, I was just waiting for a seven? I was mm-hmm. waiting for a seven. Um, I won't give you my final grade till we get to the end here. Awesome. But, uh, awesome. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah. But uh, speaking of the CW, mm-hmm. uh, they released a statement today, which I thought was pretty cool because, oh, now I lost it on my Facebook. God damn it. Anyway, I'll just give the, the rundown of it. So in the midst of all this bullshit and chaos that's going on around us right now, you know, and it, it's, uh, there's a great, there's a lyric from a Grateful Dead song that uh, they, uh, they wrote after Altamont called New Speedway Boogie. And it includes uh, in the refrain, one way or another, this darkness got to give. And today in America, darkness gave for a little bit and the Supreme Court did the right fucking thing. So it's a great fucking day. Um, so I'm in a great mood to record the show, Travis. I'm sure yeah. you feel the same. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, that was such a, a, a big surprise and a, and a really happy surprise. And it does feel like a change is, uh, is coming yeah. in, in one way or the other, whether people want it or not. And that's uh, encouraging. Yeah. And so the CW released a statement on all the social media for all their programs, um, basically saying that they you know, support all, you know, all the right things, which is obvious based on the programming. I mean, if you can't figure it out, I mean, that's one of the things that's going to be coming up in this show is me making fun of people on the IMDb like mm-hmm. some issues. Well, know? that reminds me. Yeah, I got to get to this IMDb site because spoiler alert, I recognize somebody, but I forgot. Oh, I was hoping so because I yeah. took, I don't, I started taking down names because there are so many faces and actors who I wanted to know what their backstory was in this episode. Right. Okay. But, and they said, uh, the CW did, uh, that um, they were totally monitoring their social media sites, you know, and not putting up with any fucking racist or homophobic bullshit, you know. And uh, so hats off to them. That was like, that was the exact exact uh, statement. That was the exact. And it was Jax. It was Jax. Yo! (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No. Wow. Boy. See, here's how I know Travis and I are, have, have, have achieved podcast host symbiosis because yeah. my next point was um, I'm not doing the Jack's voice anymore. Okay, okay. No, because here, – and here's the thing. Everyone knows how, how I feel. I'm not a racist. It, 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 everyone knows my history. I'm mm-hmm. the most left-wing motherfucker in the world, and I try to keep it out of stuff. But I was doing – but I thought was this, he's a Brit Franz is a British actor. And this was his take on the character they gave him. Who's supposed to be, you know, a kid who's had to fight an African-American young man. Who's had a, you know, he's had to fight for everything and he's super smart, but you know, he's, you know, he's not from the streets, but you know, he's rough and tough. And this is his take. What a British actor's take on that is. And sometimes it's very overdramatic. The thing was, yeah. Okay. The, yeah, first, going. the first time in my mind, I went, I just had to come up with a reason for me being a white guy doing that. And that's probably means I shouldn't be fucking doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know what good, I mean? Man. Yeah. And that shows that we're learning. And, and I think, yeah, we should, and, and 
I fall into that trap all the time. And I think I'm still going to do it. Like there was a recent, there's a recent uh, uh, news story here in Vancouver about a theater sports uh, uh, or like a, one of our main Vancouver theater sports. It's been around, it's like an institution. It's in Granville Island. It's a big mm-hmm. tourist attraction. And they've been around for like 30 plus years. And they were called out in all this for their uh, racist practices and sexist, excuse me, and misogynist practices. And, um, you know, and it's shitty and they're, and they're sorting all that shit out right now. But uh, I have a friend in the industry. I mean, mutual friends listen to the show who issued a statement on Instagram who was uh, associated with them. But, but, uh, and, and right away, it's just like, like totally saying, I, I apologize. I recognize my responsibility for, for being, I should have uh, pointed it out before. I recognize they did this and I didn't do it before. He's like, I apologize for this now. And I, and another thing, but one thing that he added uh, is I apologize for any future mistakes I, I will make as well. And, okay, a lot of, and some cool. people are like, what does this mean? Future mistakes. And I was like, of course, like, like I tell people, mm-hmm. uh, like when people like uh, get in an argument, well, what do you, okay, what is racist? And I'm like, okay, I'm racist. You're racist. All right. I'm going to be racist until the day I die. All I can do for the rest of my life is work on being less racist because I, I am the dominant. I am the default, right? That's Ooh, just the that's, way it's going to be. And because of that, we will always be, uh, and we, the rules were made, especially, oh my God, like we're a special, okay, so brand. I think so. we're a special brand in Canada, right? Cause we're, we're uh-huh. the, uh, okay. colonial, we got that colonial, uh, stamp, right? Uh, yeah, where it's like the rules yeah. were made for us, by us, same as you guys, but just in I a see, different I way. See. Right. And so uh, I'm just like, I'm not, that's not going to all of a sudden snap and like, all of a sudden, no, we, we switched everything and now it's perfectly equal now. And it's right. <laughs> and nobody sees cover anymore. Yay. Like, come on. Right. Like I know mm-hmm. I, I get it. Like, uh, and, um, um, like to finish off that story is he like, yeah. like again, in this, he said, I'm not, also, I don't want anybody congratulating me for, for doing this. Like, That's great too. No, I, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, th- those two things I completely agree with. I'm like, Hey, look, if you're trying, if you're someone who's trying to relearn everything and you're like, Hey, I might fuck up again. Just, just deal with me. I'm on, I'm, I'm, this is a long-term change for me. And then his, hey, don't congratulate me either because it's yes. something to be congrats. I, I, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. For me, for, I don't know. And then again, I was about to start arguing. Like there's, there's, so, there's differences between Canada and America with, uh, some, with a lot of this, you know, of course. because of course I was just, is. I was just not raised racist. That, that was it or homophobic or anything. So it was, it was mm-hmm. always been a social thing. Like, nope, you're, you're all a bunch of fucking rednecks and assholes. <laughs> that it was from day one. But again, also, there's also, you know, the white privilege thing, which went, well, why, why can't I do that voice? Here's the thing. Here's what, what I, I think we, before we get, get to, this is a show about DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So any mm-hmm. superhero here, like, what the fuck? This is, this is, just shut the fuck up. This is good shit. Um, what I'm, the future that I'm looking for is the Star Trek future. And I think maybe a part of the Star Trek future they just don't talk about is everyone's allowed to do the voices of everybody else because there's no more racism in Star Trek. And that's great. And da, 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 da. You know, <laughs> you know. Like, uh... Yeah, Kirk can do Scotty's voice, you know, mm-hmm. they, they can all do voices. It's completely non-racist, but the only racist part is they're probably, they're all like doing, Ferengis are like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but come on, man. Racist. Yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, like Ferengi, we're just having that conversation about your uh, Ant-Man 
or your anteater at the beginning. We all know what those Ferengis were designed to, to oh, look like. Oh, yeah, I think we know what the Ferengis yes. supposed yeah. to be. It's the know, same thing as like the Jawas, right? He just, he re- changed mm. a vowel. He changed a vowel. Oh, wow. You know you just, wait, hold on, man. You just blew my mind. I never, <laughs> I never made that association yeah. with Jawas. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think that one's a stretch. The Ferengis aren't much of a fucking stretch. But... The, the humans, because in okay, in Deep Space Nine, they really explore the Ferengi culture and they're not vilified anymore. They're more of a comedic thing and they, cool. they get into how this ridiculous system works. And the thing is, it's the most capitalistic system there is. Yeah. So people know how it works. It's also amazingly misogynist. So yeah. the Ferengis just are us eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your hot take is shit. Yeah. Have you seen that? That's a, a swear track. I've got to send you that. That's like my favorite GIF ever. It's from a. It's from a. Uh, like somebody takes. They just take gifts from Star Trek. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Have you seen that one where it's just this Ferengi shouting in front of like a big mob behind him? And it's just no. like and it's just this. Your hot take is shit. And then everyone behind him is like, yeah. And they all just cheer. Oh, I, I just, need. I love it so much. I've got to send that it. to me. Send that to yeah. me so I can just start sending that to people because. <laughs> That's because it's probably cork. It's probably cork, and cork's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know what cool. else is awesome? I think this is the best episode of Legends of Tomorrow we've seen so far. And episode one, mm-hmm. season or uh, season one, episode eleven. Yeah, yeah the Magnificent Eight. The Magnificent Eight. What's the next? Want to hear this the, Netflix? Synopsis? Yeah, let's hear that Netflix synopsis. Well, I, I got my old friend, uh, uh, Sneaky oh, Pete. It's gonna Sneaky sneak Pete. in here. And- Stinky Pete. I don't stinky want to get sued Pete. by uh uh no sneaky Pete. It was Stinky yeah, Pete. Stinky Pete it. is the is the, the copyright it's violation. Sneaky Pete. I'll be sneaky Pete. Okay. We're constantly up against oh, hey, Disney oh, on this hey, show. You you're wondering what's going on with the with the fellas with the with the fellas and the ladies and the legends. Well, I'll tell you. When Rip and the team head to the old west to lay low, they end up tangling with a gang of outlaws that putting the town in danger. Thanks. Thanks, Sneaky Pete. All right, well, I'm off. See you later like him does he like live in your basement yeah well, like it i mean like he happens to walk by or like clop by i should say on his mule just mm. out outside the the front door and uh i was like I, dude you know what you'd be perfect for right now while you're uh, here can i can i bother you can i borrow you for a couple minutes and he did stick around like he didn't expect to have to stick around through all of that uh like current events bullshit we were mm-hmm. talking about there but he was very patient thank you sneaky pete i also apologize for miss uh it confusing you with the uh, Fraser Kelly, Kelsey Grammer character from Toy Story Two. Well, <laughs> right. I'm just I, I'm just amazed that the homeless people in America. I mean, apparently, the homeless in Canada yes. r- ride yes. around on donkeys. Yes. Okay. I thought you were going to say you didn't know about the home. There's homeless people in, in Canada. Oh, I, a, you want to get serious, dude? No, Vancouver's no, homeless no, problem. No, look, like, look, dude, yeah. look, 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 look. Uh, believe me, there's been many, many times in the last three and a half years that I've just looked north and going, do they need pest control? They got, they must have to have, mm-hmm. have pest control in Canada, right? We'd love to have you here, man. You know, I, well, if only my my company's based out of the Northwest. If only they could just spread in you know, yeah. right out of Washington and Oregon. And I'd mm-hmm. love it. I'd love it. But I'm I'm not so enamored that I don't know that you have homeless people. <laughs> Yeah, but just like a special, again, it's a unique brand 
here because we're a port city and we have a massive addiction problem. Of and just you're this the last San Francisco. Month, you're the San yeah, Francisco. Exactly. Course. But this last month we just had like a crazy high number and just kind of like uh, in the midst because we were just like we're like everyone was excited because uh like things we've handled COVID really well. Like uh the New York Times did a story on our doctor and like how she's handled it and stuff. And we're like my kid got to go back to school three days a week for really? the last is for these last uh she went today and she's got two more days tomorrow and then there's one more day after that but like it's like at least she's getting a bit of a bow on her first year of school you know kindergarten Mm. and stuff like that because um you know things have gone well but yeah but uh but yeah then all of a sudden we hear oh yeah by the way we still have this huge addiction problem and like od problem and like which leads to all of our like ambulance and emts have like this massive post-traumatic stress disorder issues dude it's it's Legends of Tomorrow. All right, sneaky well, peach. So, so here's, hey. the big, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm like, yeah, I still want to live there rather than I know. here. If if that if that if 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 the, if the Cheeto Benito manages to steal this yeah. fucking election, I'm fucking yeah. Out of here. I know. I, mean, I get it. Just, uh, I, I think I they might it, make me it. leave. They might make me leave at some yeah. point or another. But yeah. the legends. <laughs> Are now in 1871 in the, in the town, town of Salvation. Salvation. Um, so, yeah. Is there? Is this? Is yes, this space? there is. Yeah. Okay. Is yes, this where Jonah is. Hex is from? Yep. Well, it's it's a town central to the uh, Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex as, universe. Uh, yes. The Jonah Hexiverse. The Hexiverse, as as, as you would say, and it's uh-huh. in the Dakota Territory. Uh-huh. And the thing is, another. We, we, we're constantly being given new time travel things uh, on this show. This is salvation is a temporal fragmentation. So that means the time masters and the hunters can't find them there unless they really make themselves fucking evident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of cool because rips explaining that to them and Rory's explaining that to them as well. Cause he knows this now because it, I almost think that they did the whole thing with Kronos just to change Rory from being a raving maniac. Uh, yeah, well, they, they they accomplished a lot. Yeah, like they they like that one episode of like two years, right? Like you can get yeah. so much done in that time. Like 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 we already knew uh, White Canary was this badass assassin. Well, now she's a badass assassin with two more years of training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like she, everybody got most- an upgrade. She's the most unchanged, though. But yeah, uh-huh. but, but well, a lot of it is because well, we have to make this show fucking work. And Heat Wave. I was just earlier today. I was like, what am I gonna watch while I'm having mm-hmm. my dinner? And I threw on this episode of The Flash that I've been doing. Where I'm just re re um, I'm catching up on the Captain Cold and Heat Wave episodes from season one. There's like three of them, uh, uh three or four of them, um, yeah. just to see how much different the performances are, uh, mm-hmm. and. I was watching one today and it's totally different. I'm like, they just had, they had to figure out a way to change Heatwave because he's a fucking murderer and he's dumb. Yeah. And yeah. they just, and then believe me, he gets dumb again, but yeah. it's, oh, it's because yeah. he's an alcoholic. No, I like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you were, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you're, you're more into the Heatwave and Captain Cold relationship up to uh-huh. the point and i am and part of it uh like and i think it's fine it's not it's not shitty i always like their scenes together and stuff but i never li- I, I always thought he would felt kind of one-dimensional but now he has uh something dimension that, yeah. I, that i really like yeah yeah well uh, it, so now like this is the most i've been into him uh at any point in this series was this episode mm-hmm. 
And I, that's what a lot of when, when I was reading the IMDb and people were going like, I like this Rory. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, and, and, they, and believe me, the most, he's the character who evolves the most throughout the show, bar mm-hmm. none, bar none. Uh, yes. And, but Snart is, says, and the way he delivers, del- Miller delivers this line, he's sitting down. And he says, so basically, we're hiding out in the Old West and hoping your boogeyman don't find us here. And as he says it, he stands up and does a little twirl and, mm. and ends up looking at, at Mick. And yes. I'm like, oh, this is fucking fantastic. I think my theory <laughs> is right. I, I, and more and more, on, especially in a lot of this episode and others, I'm like, I think my theory is right. He's you know, he's he's like I could just eat scenery here and be sure. gay, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in a comic book way, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Ray is very excited, Travis. Now yes. I know you, you're also uh, very into Ray, right? Yeah, yeah. When he's all when they're all talking about the guns and stuff, is this what you're about to get to? Well, then he just wants to be a cowboy. Yeah. Well. Uh, first, I thought I like when he's talking about the different guns. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, of course, this guy's an NRA member. That's what well, he's like. Well, of course, the uh, says it's not really a six shooter because you carry the sand. You're oh my god, boy, uh, which by <laughs> the way, which by the way, was wrong. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. goofs. That's one of the goofs. It oh, was really? Wrong. Oh, Is that believe- what somebody found out, dude. Oh, of looked, course, I've somebody's looked- figuring that. Of course, somebody's all over the gun. Uh, so oh, I just want to tell everybody out here if, if anybody is a real big gun nut out there, that the AR and AR 15 stands for assault rifle. Look it up, <laughs> look it up. It stands for assault rifle. Uh, I think we've already chased them off uh, at the beginning of the show. So. I love the. I love right. the. Right. <laughs> it's like, look, I don't care. Look, I, I, if we if we chase, look, if I chased people off because they're like, look at that white guy doing a, a, an African American impression that was shitty. Uh, I, I'll I'll wear that burden, but you know, if you're offended with our politics or, or anything, it's like, yeah. oh, fine, don't listen. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't care yeah. like we're not making any money at this so yes. and it's yourself. like oh geez instead of uh, the 450 listens this week it's a uh, 449 you're yeah, breaking yeah. my heart charlie we took it we could have had we could have we could have been a contender in the podcast world charlie First time I've heard that, though. you could have you could have been you could have been extra on season six of legends of tomorrow and I, I would have been a, be a podcast genius, but no, you had to ruin it, Charlie. Bum, I'm a bum. Oh shit! God, I could do that. For, I could do that for hours. This is why the numbers are actually going down. Like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, but Ray, he's because he wants to be a cowboy. He, he's he says he's so excited. He goes, well. We don't want to leave at least until I get a chance to punch a few doggies or bust a bronco or two. And they all look at him like, ugh. And he goes, not that I condone animal cruelty. It's just I watched a lot of Westerns growing up. And I'm not hating. I know everyone who listens to this knows I've been shitting on Ray. Not this episode. I like this Ray Palmer. Really? That's fine. I just hate that. Like That's That's just such a stupid uh, bit of dialogue. I could have done better than that. They could have done better than that. Like, you know, punch a little doggy. Nobody says that. No, no cowboy ever says that. Well, no, the, could, problem, could have done... the problem is they make it seem like they make it seem like Ray grew up in the fifties 
and it's yeah. and then he's a giant man child. I was like, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't. But like if that. he's watched westerns, if he is a fan, he's gonna know that no one has ever in the history of westerns said punch a few doggies. That's true. That, that that's true. That's just what pissed me off. Right? Let me and tell like, you something, of, Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna but, run this cattle all up to the northern land, and we're gonna punch a few doggies and kill a few engines. Boy, when we're done, uh, then we'll have some whiskey. Uh, Sneaky Pete was in that one. That was a good one. I love that one. That was a legend. I'm glad he's still here. No, I thought we were just playing a clip. We were just playing a clip. That 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 famous famous uh, uh, old timey Western actor is still a homeless person in my neighborhood. It's weird. (laughs) But they showed the fabricator. Uh, Yeah, they make the clothes. All right. So I like. I I hope that they use this again. Well, of course, they actually. Yeah. Well, there, there's there's a there's a great joke a few seasons later that I'm not going to spoil for you because okay, it's cool. a great joke okay. about the fabricator. The, fa- the, the, the fabricator is the second most important piece of uh, uh, technology on there behind Gideon. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Sure, it, sure. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I can tell that um, the uh, wardrobe uh, costumes department is going to be busy. That much would, on this on this show that's just I'm only going to get more so well that's just that I I, 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 I I sort of mentioned that uh in a previous show but i didn't really make it clear they're like well we're gonna do superhero shit or are we gonna do period shit and make it look good I'm like mm-hmm. well let's, let's mm-hmm. do it period shit make it look mm-hmm. good it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot more fun mm-hmm. and, and cheaper because it does look better like as good as uh and accessible i'm gonna keep talking about i'm gonna keep talking about how I want to keep. I want everyone to have mm-hmm. in the back of their mind as I'm talking here today about how uh, I, I was. I've been looking for a seven, right? I've been hoping for a seven. So I'm still yeah. going to point out why. why like I haven't. Uh, spoiler: It's not a perfect ten. There's no oh, perfect yeah. tens, uh, or there is. It hasn't been yet. Not even close. But um, I think what you just said about them uh, committing more to the non-superhero uh, stuff uh, does stand out with certain things. Like, okay, do you remember when they walked? Walked onto the wave rider, the two of them, and the door closes up behind them, mm-hmm. and how it just looks so—you know—that was that was not done in post. That was done <laughs> on the set where it's just like two crew members making it, trying to make it look as like okay. And at the end, both of you go. Psh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, I know exactly. Uh, what you're so little and, things no, like that, that, right? No, no, I thought the same thing every time I heard. Yeah. I was like, someone's just doing that into a fucking <laughs> someone. And you know what? I am, I am fine with that. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, fine with that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but you know, there's there there are ten out of ten shows like consistent more like I mean shows that do hit a more consistent ten out of ten where you st- where those warts aren't as noticeable. Oh yeah. Um, and like I said, like I think uh, I think not only we're we gonna see better. Uh, writing as you have ex- you explained and like uh the you know the team is uh, starting to gel and different actors and everybody's having a fun time and everything but i think the whole like this is going to be you got to think this is a crew of people who've been together for five years too and are all starting mm-hmm. to like you know uh when positivity starts happening in creativity uh in big ensembles like it, it becomes very infectious man and when, oh, yeah. when you start to see it working and things like this i can see i can i mean i've never i mean you might know more stories from the set obviously you would but i can see this being a real kind of uh this episode being a real kind of 
not just turning point, but what do you call it when a bonding moment between a cast? Yeah, yeah, but and also but just like whole crew and everything, right? And everyone involved. Doing everyone like, involved. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but also, oh, yeah, something, it's, like, it's like you know, you kind of like a, a fire is kind of lit, uh, yep. and everybody kind of like, like uh, yeah. Now we're like you can tell they're they're uh, they're part of something. No, right? I know exactly what you mean. For mm-hmm. me, that for me was. Uh, this production we were doing of anything goes that everything leading up to was, this is going to be the biggest fucking disaster in the history of this theater. And they were mm-hmm. a bunch of hard work by just the cast who took over the running of it. And everyone yeah. and me just leading by example of being like, cut out your negative shit. We're going to do this. And then we did opening night and it went fucking great. We had a sold out house of 80, but you know, 80 was a sellout for that place. And, yeah. it, and it went yeah. really well. And we all just went, you know, boom, you know, that was a bonding moment. So I could see this episode being somewhat like that. Yeah, for sure. For them. Because I've also seen on their social media, like the current cast, and, mm-hmm. you know, just lots of like Instagram stuff of them like, hanging out together. And you can tell there is a genuine affection between all of these people. Right. This, isn't, this is not put on. Oh, for sure. At oh, yeah. all. So oh, how can you not? How can you not? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, so, so I guess the fabricator now is basically uh, acts as like the holodeck for them. You know what I mean? Uh, well, no, it, no, it's the replicator. It, 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 it's the replicator. Yes, for your Star okay, Trek okay. thing, it's the replicator. It's the all same right, thing. All right, I'm trying you know? to trying to speak your language. I just I'm still learning. Did you wait? Hold on a second. Did you tell me you and your lovely wife watched all of Star Trek: The Next Generation? Not all of it. Not all. A lot of it. We watched. uh, We probably watched like a season and a half. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's it. Okay. Well, you would. You in a season and a half, you would have seen the replicator. Okay. Okay. Listen to me. I've listened. Don't you nerd shame me, motherfucker? I've listened to your podcast. I know what you're. I know what you're into. (laughs) Come on. So. Yeah, so I love this this moment where they're all dressed up. They've all got yeah. their gear. Everybody they're looks walking. great. Yes. And it hits you with that slow-mo. I was laughing out loud. Oh. Uh, but I was so into it. The music is great. All the way into just, and they hit you with the, like, this is just the intro still. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, and, and this is when I'm starting to finally get a sense of what this show should be. And, like, like what it should be... Um, uh, just week by week, right? Yep. Like I could see yep. it from that point. Like, uh, yeah, you guys go for it. Go for it. Have fun. Go have a fun time. Come on, you crazy kids. Go put on your costumes and your silly hats. And just have a fun time and don't give a fuck about any yeah. time yeah. travel rules or, yeah. or anything. Just have fun and embrace it. Which is, yes, what, what, you're, what you saw in this episode is... This is the spark episode for what the show is now, as far as spark. I think that was the term I was looking for. There's another uh, uh, galvanizing, a really galvanizing moment. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for for everybody and involved in this show. Right into and then after that, that, that awesome, you know, them walking down the street uh, goes into the the opening, and you hear a yee, and yeah. oh, I, I'm loving this because yeah. I don't know about you, I love westerns. Yeah. Oh man. I, oh, uh, yeah. I have uh, some good westerns. Absolute yeah. favorite films. Yeah, I love uh, John Ford. Yes, I me love, too. Um, Howard Hawks. Me too. Uh, I love. Uh, yeah, Howard. I, uh, Rio Bravo. I just adore, man. That's probably my favorite western. Rio. I Bravo. love Rio Bravo. Oh, oh, by the way, see, I don't care for the Clint Eastwood westerns whatsoever. Never. Yeah. None of the spaghetti ones. Yeah, I never dug into. Them. I, I love Sergio Leone. I like his style a lot. Mm-hmm. 
and like that's like super influential. Um, well, it is, I would I would posit to you I would well I would posit to you that we saw way more uh, of his influence on on today's episode than any other. Oh, totally, uh, totally. I mean, other than John Ford, maybe because John Ford's on everything, right? John oh, Ford they're... wrote the book on everything. Yeah, but my, like my favorite, my, 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 the man who shot Liberty Valance is hmm. probably my favorite western. But my favorite yeah. western, and I count it as a movie, even though it was on television as a miniseries. But I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, it's a, a nine hour whatever it is movie is Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Dove. It's I thought you were going to say I've perfect. never watched it. Yeah, it's perfect. Hmm. It's so. Wow good it's, can you find that online or like uh somewhere way, these days is it well yeah you can you can pay for it yeah <laughs> stream it you know it's yeah. on that's on stuff but uh, huh. it's i own it it's just one of the, it's that's one of the things nice. i own because yeah. it's it's just it's outstanding uh yeah. so boy wow, this is gonna be a long show um yeah. so they're in a saloon mm-hmm. of course they are and mick's like oh, i want to get a drink and kendra bumps into a woman and has one of her flashbacks mm-hmm. and when she has the flashback the woman disappears vanishes yeah like i liked this yeah and but we got rory and sarah they're at the bar mm-hmm. and he's telling her about how time passes differently in the vanishing point it's been years since i've seen the bottom of a glass and she's asking him about it. he's like yeah being chronos was just another gig she's like you're different now mm-hmm. better or worse don't know yet and i'm like oh these two when these two act together <clears throat> and uh-huh. they get a chance to act together they're outstanding she, her especially man she's, she's the so best good. she's the best she's, so she's got such a a really re- i was really reminded of it today of just what a, a comfort level and a and a unique talent she is on that set she's the, the she's the best actor in this show oh yes i agree uh, it's funny is her character was introduced on the first episode of Arrow mm-hmm. and it was a different actress, but she doesn't pop up again until the next season. And mm-hmm. they recast think, you know, I'm sure the first actress is a lovely woman, but they recast uh, the actress uh, as Katie Lotz. Yeah. And uh, for me, I'm like, oh, thank God they did. Cause she's mm-hmm. just outstanding. She's so good. I should look into that. So, Stein's playing poker and he's really good at it because we, we learned a little thing a little bit about Stein. His father was a degenerate gambler, Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any other kinds? <laughs> well, you know, it's, I mean, it depends. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, me my, they me only my... tell you about when they win, buddy. They don't tell you mm. about when they lose. I mean, I mean, I, I like to play poker for like yeah. a $10 pot with my family yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, All right. you know, I don't know if I'm a degenerate gambler, but you know. <laughs> but but as a like professional, you know, like would you give yourself mm. a title? Does anyone like you're talking about who you want? We're, we're talking about how I'm going to introduce you. Yeah. You want me to introduce you as gambler? <laughs> the gambler. Like, is that one of the titles you want? Mm. Yeah. No, degenerate would probably fit. <laughs> yeah, this is probably I mean, closer. If we're being honest. I know. It's. <laughs> So, so, so the guy he's playing poker with is fucking with the waitress, and Stein sticks up for it. Like, yeah. All right, here we go. But uh, this guy, okay, uh, is this he? is a guy I recognize. I know this actor. I've seen. I've nice. I've known him. I've seen him in a thousand, uh, not a thousand things, but I've seen him in uh, different things over the years. I've seen him in dinner theater in Calgary. I, I met wow. him and went for uh, for drinks with him. Uh, 
uh, that one night because I knew other people who were, were in it as a girl I went to college with. But since then, he's moved on. to He's at ECCW now. What's his name? Again, another ECCW. Is the actor's name is Mike Kovach. Uh, okay. He's from Winnipeg originally. He has a huge IMDb page. Um, he looks like, I was saying, I, I, you'll agree with me, he looks like a really thin uh, Mark Calloway. I can see that. I can see that. And <laughs> now that you mentioned that, there were so many characters in this show who I had to look up as well. And I went, yeah. And all of them, almost, almost all of them have huge IMDb's. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Back, like, back to I 1985. Like, yeah, this is wild. Um, because like, like I, I was wondering, like, okay, well, this guy, like, he's still doing ECCW. Good for him. He's having fun and whatever. Um, but this guy is so busy, and it's not just acting. He's he's done writing and stunts and producing mm. and the casting department. He's just a busy, busy dude. And sound department, a ton of sound credits. He has more sound department credits than anything else. So I think like he's just around everybody. Uh, just a busy guy. Okay, well, um, I'll do does, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing does not have a day job. <laughs> I'm guessing this is his day job. Well, now that you mentioned that, and I'll just say this, the, 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 the hunters who show up later, I was looking up, mm-hmm. they had credits, and I looked up their credits, all stuntmen who've never, who never really had any, what many acting credits, but because they were in the show here as the hunters right. and got a couple lines, they got in the IMDb as actors. Uh, and she did, yeah, there's just tons of that sort of thing in the show. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you if you mm-hmm. do the deep dive, you know, which mm-hmm. is great. I, I like seeing that. I'm just like, oh, this is you know, this is our crew, and we're going to use them any yeah. way we can. Yeah. But anyways, this guy, yeah, this guy plays like a real wormy. Uh, you'd love him. He's a manager in uh, ECCW and wrestling. Uh, okay, yeah, I was thinking he couldn't be a wrestler, well. right? He gets tossed around. Um, I, I feel like well, I'm sure we'll see him again at some point. Uh, or I, I could check you right know? now to see if he's uh, like I don't. No, I've okay. never really got to know. What year is this? 2016? 2016. No, so this yeah. is it. All right, I'll tell you a, a quick story. Um, uh, I guess this is the law. This is, we're just going off on so many tangents, but that's fine. Okay. That's what the show is. Yeah. Um, uh, our friend, one of my, my wife's uh, bridesmaids, um, uh, uh, I introduced her to wrestling, I introduced her to going to see live wrestling, and she uh like looks for ways to stay in shape and like instead of getting a gym and membership she decided to train with eccw here and did it for a while and helped uh develop a a character and she was going to me to help her develop a character so we can and she's she's little right uh she's little but she's like she's kind of like uh uh stocky um um um, but, but like got that, that, uh, kind of like, like she, they have to be the only, I, I told her to watch lots of Backland and, uh, Rick Martell for just that baby face fire, like have that kind of bounce always to her, like never stop to, uh, always be bouncing around like on two feet. Like, you know what I mean? Like never settle down. Like she had to, she, that's the only way she was good. She'd never be a heel, like, especially not early on. Right. So she stick, trained for months with them. Stick your ass out. Um, like that. Stick your ass out. Like Bob Backlund. Yes, Bob Awkwardly. Backlund. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she had her first match and like there's 30 or 40 of us who came. And so she got a good cut of the door that like, that's 40 out of, you know, 150 seat arena. And right. And so she's, uh, wait, they do stand up um, comedy. They do stand up comedy rules for, for, for overnights. For uh, with that case. Well, on that night they did because nobody oh, yeah. else ever really brings that, that much. Much, um, nice. you know, that, that's, that's nice. credit to uh, Scotty, to Scotty, and the people at ECCW who did that. That's for nice. Um, 
Uh, and so she only really, she worked, she got to work with Nicole Matthews in a match. You, you remember her from, she was in the May Young Classic. No. She had been signed, but had, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, but anyways, like her, we, we have one big show, uh, or ECCW has, or one big show that's on twice a year at the, at the Commodore in downtown Vancouver. It's this big bar. Uh, that's a whole other story I can tell you about that someday. But on this one show, this was like, so, cause she never really wrestled again. Like she went on, like it just wasn't for her. And you know, if your heart, if you don't love it, she loved being around everybody, but her big moment was at the end of the story involving Nicole Matthews, uh, with with our boy Mike Kovach as is like was getting involved in a match and she came running down and I didn't know this was happening and, chased, uh, you chased and oh the story down like a goddamn yeah. hound yeah. chasing and, a convict and she came down and speared this guy Mike Kovach uh -huh. and I am just marking out I am marking out like like I'm like like <laughs> like twelve years old again man like I'm just like because we, we came up with the name with, for her was Ray. Palomino, you know, to have that kind of fight, like kind of horse oh, kind of thing. Right. I'm, like, just, I'm just screaming, like, I'm oh, the only one. Hold on, I'm, hold on. I missed it. I'm the only it. one marking I out. I missed it. What, What's that? What was the name? What was the name? I Ray, Ray Palomino. Palomino? Like, are you what? Like, Ray, um, like a Palomino horse. Like a horse. Okay, Ray Palomino. Okay. Yeah. Go, go, go. Um, and so I'm like the only one. No one knows who she is. And I'm just like, Palomino! Yeah! Palomino! <laughs> In this, in this play, in this bar, like their biggest show of the year, it was the best, man. Uh, so that's like that. That's my the closest I've come to to Mike Kovach, and that was my friend. And she told me, like, she's always thanking me for that experience and things like. That. I don't want to put myself over right now, but she, well, she but you're going uh, to. Yeah, but she said like that was her that with her moment with Mike Kovach. That was her WrestleMania moment as a professional uh -huh. wrestler. That's awesome. Well, you know what? Let her yeah. start. Shoots them fucking dead. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, shoot some fucking <laughs> dead. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's and, awesome. And and, oh. and then now we get a fucking bar fight in the old west, and they, yeah. and the bar fight. I'm loving it because again, I've always said big fight scenes on these shows are always great. Be mm -hmm. they between superheroes shooting fire yeah. and ice and magical yeah. powers at each other or an old west bar fight yeah this the is a blast people on this show yeah. Yeah. on this show all of these cw superhero shows the stunt crews on these shows are the best in the fucking mm -hmm. business hmm. by far by mm -hmm. far mm -hmm. it's it's there's uh, nobody mm -hmm. uh, nobody can, can can compare to these guys and gals mm -hmm. and gals it, it's it's it, it, it's it's so much fun and uh and they, and they go and they just and they never and the people who are creating it never stop getting more creative and the stunt crews are always like yeah we're up for any challenge just tell us tell us what you want and they make it work it's so good and snarts telling the gang who are pissed off he's like it was a clean kill and like, we don't care about no clean kill Boom. <laughs> yes, yeah and great. but during the bar fight there's a shadowy figure at a table Mm -hmm. and eventually yeah, this is oh like that no but also another like quick little uh snippet quick little throwaway <laughs> joke is uh is uh, uh rory is passed out drunk. oh right yeah rory's passed out drunk because he's <laughs> like at there being like talking shit to sarah so no because he and sarah were, we're gonna see who could drink who under the who table yeah and he's sarah, already smet he's already gone sarah drinks him under the table and she's out there fucking kicking ass yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Kendra and the rest of them. But yeah, it was a nice shot yeah. too. Again, a joke, you know, a good joke. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and revealed really well in, in a nice way in that in that awesome uh, uh, the fight scene. This is what I think. Like, if they just, I have a feeling. Uh, you don't have to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that they're just going to learn how to play tropes really well from from this mm-hmm. point on too, because that's what this this really showed up uh, in this episode. All of a sudden, it's just like I'll take this trope and we'll just play it. And if you just keep, if you arrange the the enough tropes in the right way, then you then you're going to hit sevens, man. You're going to hit sevens, <laughs> sevens okay. out of tens, maybe. I'm not going to give away if I, if I went above seven or below. But if you rely on or seven or above. Uh, but if you rely on uh, on tropes uh, and and you're doing a, a a a genre like westerns that relies so heavily on tropes, mm-hmm. and the best ones ha- are the ones where it's just put the tropes together in a cute little mm-hmm. way, um, then that's it, man. Oh yeah, then and you got something. Then you're cooking with fire. Then you're cooking with gas. Well, I'm not going to reveal anything except this. It definitely does that. It learns to play with the tropes and have fun. And over the course of five seasons, it learns to create its own tropes. Cool. You know, within that same, uh, you know, the evolution of the show. You're like, oh, this show mm-hmm. always does that. You know, that sort of thing. You know, because then they, 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 they take. You know, okay, this is gonna get all down, yeah, Steve. I don't want to talk too much about the future because you know, if I if I tell you too much about the future, it could ruin the. Mm-hmm. T- Mm-hmm. And he just give me one of those uh, men in black things where we just erase all their memories. Yeah, we'll get to that where fucking, uh, okay, I'll just talk about it right now. At, at the end of this fucking episode, Snart asks Riff, he's like, I don't suppose you have one of those doohickeys that wipes people's memories. Yeah. And he's like, and Rick goes, no. And we'll, we'll get to the reason why. And I'm like, yes, no, wait, yes, you have. You've already shown that you do have that. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a major uh, plot. That, that, that be, okay, right behind the fabricator becomes the memory flasher thing. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. In, in, in future seasons. Hmm. So, but I did like the way it went. So, okay, where are so we? So, bar fight is stopped by. Bar fight is stopped by Jonah Dale. Hex. Okay. So now, I don't know how familiar you are. You are. I know the name. I know he's 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 got a bit of a like a cult following. Following, yeah. um yeah. but yeah. i don't know much about his universe at all uh i know he's kind of he's kind of i guess you he's dc well i mean but isn't he kind of dc adjacent isn't he no no of, no dc like, no, they, have his, no they established they established that all of the old west comics because both marvel and dc had western comics all up through the 70s yeah. and 80s and they established in various superhero comics on in both companies that that is the old west of that comic book universe. So mm-hmm. he's he's interacted with people. He's yes, gone to the future. But, okay. The future. I see. Okay, I see. I see. I see. Gotcha. They've gotcha. Met, he's met the Justice League. But but most okay. But it, are like his comic books uh, all about time jumping? Is that what it's all? Oh about? no 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 no. Does it, does it usually take handful. place inside handful. his own universe? I, but is it usually like that's what I mean. Does he like like you know what I mean? Like he's not he's not teaming up universe. with Flash or Hawkman or Green Lantern. Not on the regular, no. But they established it in a few comics. Yeah. So. He's kind of more like a special treat. He he can have a crossover. Uh, Jonah Hex can have a crossover as a treat. <laughs> well, he becomes a recurring character on the show, and it's great. And he's played cool. by by Jonathan Sheck. Okay. Okay. Do you know who? 
No, no, I don't. I, I think I yes, feel like do. I did kind of recognize them. Oh, you I don't. I felt like I recognized them. Who Every is it? time you do that thing you do. Oh, crazy. That's Jimmy, the leader of the Wonders. The, huh. the guy who starts Wild. the band. Wild. Wow. Now that I see that. Crazy. Yeah. From the Own Eaters. From the Own Eaters. The own Eaters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is our second of uh, that thing you do reference. Oh, and you know what? It, and listeners, if you haven't uh, watched it yet, go fucking watch it. Hmm. it's goddamn outstanding oh, good for him keeping busy oh he and, shows up again i just saw it rats i shouldn't have gone to his imdb mm-hmm. and he knows they're fucking time travelers mm-hmm. he's like you're not from around here i can tell by the old man's glasses because i mean martin stein is wearing frames that just do not exist in 1871 yeah yeah <laughs> What's, no one went huh what are those yeah. made out of he was battered this episode he was and he, great, and he knows, and he knows Rip, right? Yes, he knows Rip, and I, and I loved this because in the 1980s, right at the end of they they weren't going to make Western comics anymore, but they wanted to try to keep the character of Jonah Hex because Jonah Hex was really fucking cool because because he he was deformed, mm-hmm. and. and 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 they managed to keep him alive through like some adult Vertigo comics that were really gross and sick, and uh, but they did this thing in the eighties. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I associate Jonah Hex with is like Vertigo and like uh, yeah. I feel like he has more of those stories, like a Constantine Hellblazer kind of yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, does. they did like three miniseries of that. Yeah. But uh, Jonah Hex, the comic book, I think went from like mm-hmm. the fifties to the early eighties mm-hmm. or late sixties. Anywho, uh, and. They did this uh, miniseries where Jonah Hex is sent to the future and he becomes a future cowboy as a future warrior in an apocalypse. And it's stunk and it was called Hex. And it sucked. So him being aware of time travel is just a little wink to comic book nerds like me who are who know that he's supposed to be aware of time travel. So he, he wants to see fucking Rip because he knows it got to be Rip. He's the only time traveler he knows. And they're on the ship. Rip's surprised to see him, but mm-hmm. and he explains that he's there to collect a bounty. And he, he tells him, y'all killed a Stillwater boy. He's like, who did it, Rory? He's like, no, Snart. Oh, that was my next guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even then, there is some, in this episode, there is some uh, drama queen Rip. I yes, I think you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I, like I, I liked it uh, later on, especially that. Mm-hmm. I mean, one scene in particular that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, have we talked about? Did we skip over? Uh, I noticed it, buddy. You don't have to point it out to me. What is it? Kubert's. Uh, Kubert's yeah. Oh, uh, I was Kubert's saving it. I was saving yeah. it, but I hope. But I'm glad you got it because, boy, yeah, yeah. there's oh, there's a lot of it in this episode. Oh yeah! Oh boy, Damn, we'll we'll get to it on the IMD, but yes, the Cuber. I think it was the barber shop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuber barber, which of course, for those of you who don't know, and if you're listening to the show, I assume you do. That's for Joe Kubert, who mm-hmm. you know, in the IMDb, they're like yeah. most known for doing a Hulk man. I'm like, how about most known for doing fucking everything, just from yeah. the 40s all and the way to the like, 80s, and uh, like runs a school, right? Like, isn't there a school? He did like, the Joe Kubert school. Yeah, I I remember. Excuse me. I remember seeing the ads for the Joe Kubert School in the back of mm-hmm. comics, and it just seemed like oh, man, 
So most kids thought about wanting to go to Harvard who liked comic books, but I like, you know, I, I liked comic books and liked to draw, but I knew I wasn't yeah. good enough to ever go to the Joe yeah. Kubert school. Yeah. What's though, the name of it? Is it like Grog or it's like that Conan type character that I was. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. I don't know. I know. I want like to say Grog, but Grog. That's, yeah, yeah. That's Kirby. Anyways. Oh, uh, Stillwater gang. When you think yeah, of Stillwater, so, is, is this a reference to uh, the Cameron Crow vehicle, Almost Famous? I, I, Fever dog, <laughs> slapping on, scratching on my back door. I hope it is. <laughs> and by the way, your looks have become a problem. <laughs> That's my favorite line in that whole movie. And there's the, the reaction from Billy Crudup, like, what? I love it, man. That movie's awesome. That uh, might be Cameron Crowe's best film. I, I, would oh, I love it. Say Anything. I love Say Anything so much. I love Say Anything so eh, much. Eh, I don't but, really care much uh, for Say Anything. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't care for it. Sorry. All right. All right. All right. All right. You whiny kickboxer. I'm, I'm, I'm a big John Cusack guy. I am too. I don't care much for that right. movie. Right. A gross point blank. Well, that's my yeah. John Cusack movie. Gross Point Blank is the anti-sequel to Say Anything. Did you know that? I heard, I have heard that theory. The and if it is, yeah. and if it is, then it's better than Say Anything. It's better than nah, the you're crazy. Material. Say Anything is awesome, man. Yeah. I watch. Yeah. There are certain teen teen movies uh, that have aged well, and I watch with my film class, and that is definitely one of them. There are some that have not aged well. Uh, some that I think are like even more recent that I think they're are gonna click with them. Like I noticed uh, teenagers don't like uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World as much as like uh, uh, I thought they would. <laughs> Check this out, you guys! Video games and and cool music and pop culture references. Why you would know? and why would anyone think that the average teenager would like Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Because it's, it's full not, of video games and, and no, uh, like you, I mean to understand it, you have to understand the language of video games. Like I couldn't show that to my grandfather and expect him to understand it at all you know, know what i, I mean just, there's I think, a I there's kids, a i think kids now watch that and go who are these all, there's all these depressing nerds that, that <laughs> <laughs> and, and these and the video games are like it's all like coins what is it, it, it it's video games from the 80s <laughs> mm-hmm. oh wait jerry Maguire. too jerry Maguire is, is, is i, I awesome. don't like jerry Maguire. You're crazy you're crazy i don't like it Oh, it's so good, man. Don't He's such a good like uh, that character is fascinating. Uh, again, uh, just watch it again. Uh, that, that's what I got. We were teaching uh, monologues, right? So of course, yeah. if I want to teach a good monologue, that's gonna click with them. I'm gonna show them. Now, you know the best monologue you... ever in a movie is what's that? Over, over. Well, oh god, damn. it's it's the Belushi uh, speech in, in Animal House. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, and it Got ain't it. over now. Because when the going gets tough, tough get going. Was it over when the Germans bombed, bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking all of it. I, I, had a, I took a speech class my freshman year of uh, mm-hmm. college, and we had one class where we had to listen to what the professors thought were three of the greatest speeches of all time. And it was JFK's inauguration. It was uh, Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream. And it was John Belushi rallying the troops in Animal House. Hmm. And he became my favorite teacher. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. All right. So. So Hawk Girl gets another memory flash. Yeah, she gets another memory flash. But Ray wants to, for, before that, Ray wants to help out the town. Because yeah. he's like. You know, he wants, but his race sees injustice. And th- I, I know mm-hmm. I goof, you know, goofed on Ray being mm-hmm. the Boy Scout. This 
Boy Scout rank. I like. Mm-hmm. I'm like. He's like, mm-hmm. no, that's fucked up. Uh, because because he finds out what they're you know they're the gang that's been terrorizing the town. Because there's it's the Magnificent Eight. This is the plot of the Magnificent Seven. You know, it's yep. been done and done and done. Uh, yep. By the way, I say Magnificent Seven because I think the Magnificent Seven, the original Magnificent Seven, mind you, is better than better Seven Samurai. Than I'm, about Samurai. To, I'm about Samurai. to sign off. I'm about to sign off here. Everything John Ford. Yeah, 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 keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think uh, it's better. I love, I love uh, uh, Kurosawa. I'm not, I'm not, saying, it's, uh, I'm not it, saying it's not yeah. great. Yeah. I'm saying what I like. Uh, yeah, that's I cool. Think that's okay. I get it. That's cool. That's I think cool. it's better because yeah, all right. no, and it's because of one th- one thing and one thing alone, and it is the presence of Steve McQueen, and mm-hmm. that's it. Steve mm-hmm. McQueen is just draws okay. your eyes to him, and he's brilliant, right. and he's yeah. the heart of the fucking movie. Yeah, so, but you can understand why I might like uh, Otoshiro Mifune. Uh, as much uh, as uh, you know, um, I, can, I, can, I can I can I can see one way or the other. I can understand. I can understand. Yeah, but I didn't want to fuck him. But I disagree. And weird feelings but when I, I was a kid. You know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have weird feelings about a man when I was a kid. And go, I don't know why I think he's hot. You know, when I was a child about that guy, uh-huh. Steve McQueen, I did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oof. All right. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> and but Mick says. To uh, Ray, uh, I love this line. He says to Ray when Ray's like, "We got to go out there and do what's right." He goes, ah, "Getting all native haircut," and mm-hmm. that's because he has the knowledge of being Kronos and he knows what this is. He's like, "No, I need to be part of this," and he's like, "Yep, I know what this is. This is what he's doing," and he's happy about it. He's like, "Yeah, that's okay. yeah." But yes, Kendra wants to go find the woman. Sarah's like, "Hey, you want a partner in crime?" But you can't carry me. No, she fucking hawk wings. Well, how will we get there? Yeah, and, she and she puts on a hat. hat and and wah, I wanted like wah, a smash wah. cut. I wanted a smash cut to her, uh, 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 to Kendra just carrying her <laughs> piggyback. <laughs> go, go. Like that's what, like they, like they made it look like it was going to be horses. But that was. Well, no, no, no. Her, she's got a saddle pants. on Kendra's back. Yes, and yes. she's flying her through the air with a saddle. Yes. <laughs> so. In in something I've seen in every, in so many westerns, but actually not so many westerns, so many spoofs of westerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walk, a guy walks in, like, you know, I'm here to volunteer. I'm here for some reason. You're the new sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> and and Ray Palmer is the new sheriff, but he introduces yeah. himself to the sheriff. There's so uh, much, uh, uh, like, John like plot of convenience. Like they just, you just happen to walk in just as he's going out the door with his suitcase. Uh-huh. Right? Like uh, we just happen to stop at the one place that happens to have this one woman who is actually uh, mm-hmm. kind of you. Uh, you know, uh, like all these things just kind of worked out. The, the what are the chances? You know what I mean? But uh, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I yes. don't yeah. give I a know. shit because because yeah. yeah. this episode that's the if you can make it entertaining I don't give a shit about yeah. the dumb yeah. shit yeah. and yeah. make it fun if if you make it yeah. fun we don't care yeah. about about the shit that doesn't make sense because it's fun I mean, sure hey some people like seven is a, is seven's a, seven's a a, 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 a a lofty a nice a nice grade <laughs> that is a B minus you know mm-hmm. B minus is solid I'll get you to that's college. a solid <laughs> that'll get you that'll get you that'll get you through. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so 
he and he says, "I'm John Wayne." It's a John Wayne, Hannibal Lecter, great. And anyways, also like it's been done. Is it was a uh, fucking Back to the Future. Back three, to the Future. Man. It's it's the Clint Eastwood joke from Back to the Future, but mm-hmm. they don't stick with it because by the end of the episode, um, you hear Starks and talk. and Shanghai Nights. Oh, it's like Shanghai yeah. Nights. Who cares? Oh, there's some good stuff, dude. Luke, he has a he has an homage to Singing in the Rain in that. Uh, Jackie Chan does. Ooh, Jackie that, Chan that is, does. Yeah, that is okay, fucking I'll watch awesome. That, I'll I did it. I uh, whatever. I'm not going to do. It. I did it is for a, a presentation. No, no, I'll, 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 I'll find that scene then because I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. Uh, wonderful. Because yeah. I, I always love that. Like, where did all these great martial artists train? Dance school. I'm like, of course, because yeah. it's it's yeah, you know it's for the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, the sheriff uh, makes him. Oh, I'm sorry. The sheriff gives him the badge. I'm out of here. These bowlers are killing everybody, you know. And I, I've seen this in the Flintstones. There's sure. an episode of the Flintstones where Fred just and Barney and Wilma and Betty mm-hmm. just go to this western town. Fred's accidentally made sheriff, and mm-hmm. they're saved by the Cart Rocks from yes. Bonanza. Which, uh, by the way, if everyone has is not listening to the podcast of Bonanzas for Bonanza, what mm-hmm. is wrong with you? It's mm-hmm. the funniest thing. Uh, out there in podcast land. Uh, but the sheriff is played by John Novak because I have to look guys like that up. Right. And he has an IMD, that IMDB, that would choke three horses. Yeah, he's got a great, great look. Yeah. 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 And, oh, yeah, Westerns, Legends of the Fall. There oh, that's just, oh, holy shit. Yeah. You, oh, you looked that up too because that's what stood out to me. I went, yeah. Legends of the Fall. He was one of the O'Banion boys. Oh, yeah. Legends of the Fall, which, yeah. wait, hold on. Do you share the same enthusiasm for Legends of the Fall as I do? <laughs> I, 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 not really. No, oh, I just know oh. it. I know it. Mm. Um, I, I, I love that movie. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, Calgarians love it. It was filmed in Calgary. Calgarians love that movie. Uh, a lot of good westerns are filmed in Calgary. Brokeback Mountain was filmed. In I love the movie. Speaking of sexy, Brad Pitt in that fucking movie. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> holy shit! You no, know, you know what I like is uh, uh, Tony Hopkins post stroke. Father, are you suggesting that we I should be married? Like Hold on. Father, are you suggesting that we should be bootleggers? Help the government. Help the government. Oh, I, I have it. a very specific fetish. Do not kink shame. <laughs> I love that uh, Anthony Hopkins hates that movie. He's like, that's the biggest piece of shit I've ever been in. I'm really? like, I fucking adore that movie. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine going back to watch it ever. But if you say it's good, maybe someday. It's just, it's a commitment, right? It's like three plus, oh, hell right? No it's, no, it's, no? no, it's two oh. hours long. It's okay. just a two okay. hour long fucking movie. But right. it's, it's, right. it's, 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 it's an amazingly overdramatic melodrama. But mm-hmm. it's got enough kick-ass shit in it that mm-hmm. you're like, I'm all in. We, it was one of those things that me and the ex rented. We're like, yeah, yeah. let's watch this on a Saturday and got stoned, you know, in 1994. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, that was fucking good, right? That was great. And we had other <laughs> friends come over and watch it, and they like, you know, smoked as much weed as we did, and watched it. Right. We thought we liked right. it. It was good, but it's you know, it is what yeah. it is. It's yeah. <laughs> like an epic family drama, right? It's kind of like oh, Giant yeah. with less no. money, <laughs> with no, less oil. It's, it's nothing like Giant no. <laughs> whatsoever. No, I love Giant. Oh, me too. Oh. But 
Yeah. Not my uh, favorite. Not my favorite James Dean because that'll always be like no. um, that'll always be um rebel without, rebel a, without cause. a cause. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I, I feel like we're getting close to. I, I've got a good uh, 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 spot here coming up because uh, yeah. for when we can do our uh, our, our ad break. Um, because we're talking about mm. the tropes. We're talking about the tropes here, right? Because it's one trope after another. You just mentioned one where with the sheriff uh, handing over the badge. Yeah. And then the next one is uh, uh, like that bar bribe scene that's like right out of uh, Naked Gun. It's like uh, maybe another uh, greenback will change your mind yeah. <laughs> when uh, Victor Garver is talking to them. <laughs> and then and to get information out of like, they're going to find you. I was like, well, how about we find them first? I'll get you a map. Like, I'll go get you a map. I'll go get you a map. Yeah. And then finally, we get one more of just like, uh, of like little Timmy. Little Timmy's got got a case of the old got consumption. TV. He's got the consumption, as got they call the consumption. it. Consumption. And this is why I think it's a good spot for us to take a break because little Timmy reminds me a lot yes. of Cancer Boy. And Cancer Boy was a character in the beloved Canadian comedy uh, film, Brains in the <laughs> Kid, Kids in the Hall, Kids in the Hall Brain Candy, uh, which I reviewed on a recent episode of Yours, Mine and the Truth. Uh, with my friend, a comedian, really, really funny guy, Adam Pateman. We also talked about another uh, Kids in the Hall adjacent film called uh, The Wrong Guy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, back to back, I recommend uh, people check that out. That dropped I last started Friday. watching it. Yeah, The Wrong Guy, did you? Yeah, you found it? I yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I, start, I, I, I watched the first 10 minutes and then I had to do something, but yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, well, Matt, yeah, it, it's an easy watch. Um, uh, but next week, I'm excited because uh, sticking with film, uh, going back to uh, my favorite film from the black exploitation genre, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Black Belt Jones. Uh, not Black that I, Belt I've seen Jones. it. It is uh, Jim Kelly from Enter the Dragon, okay. uh, the director of Enter the Dragon. It was his follow-up film. I'm, I'm finding out all this stuff about it. But it was a movie that we watched so many times. And you want to talk about, like my buddy, uh, who I'm talking about uh, it with, uh, is a couple years younger than me, but we both discovered it when I was in 12th grade and he was in 10th. And uh, we were actors together, and uh, we watched it so many times. Were you, as were well you as his mentor? Ke- were you his mentor? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, but uh, Kelly and I uh, watched it a lot. My buddy Rick uh, from episode two, Yours, Mind the Truth. And we all just, like, it became part of our vernacular, this this show, this movie. But, cool. uh, like, you know, remember what we were talking about at the start of our episode here today. We want to go, but like, I, like my my friend Colin, who I'm talking about it with, is kind of like, Ah, is this like the right time to do this, this type of film? I'm like, no, that. I think we should. I think, I think we totally should. I think we should because, um, you know, uh, we can talk about how maybe we're, Canada, we're not on fire. Yes. But also we can talk about how our appreciation uh, back then may have had like uh, racist uh, undertones. I'm, I'm certain it did like our appreciation did, but we can look through it through a new lens here about who, what we did appreciate about it. What can we still can appreciate now? Uh, anyways, I'm really, really excited to watch it again. Um, it's a hard well, movie I'll, to I'll track. Ask, down. I'll, I'll, just, I'll ask you this though. You said it was directed by the guy who did uh, enter the dragon and then, yeah. I love Enter the Dragon, and I, I don't. And I remember uh, Kelly, and I was like, I don't think there was a lot of anything I would call racist in that. So you know. Oh, but this is a black exploitation film, like well, yeah, uh, but not all. But also them, no, but, but also it's racist. like the way that we're watching it, and also we're like ah ha ha ha, you know what I mean? Like uh, okay, like we have we have lenses, man. We all have okay. different lenses have in the seen, way we experience. Okay, but oh, have you seen? Um, uh, the Eddie Murphy movie, uh, 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 My Name is Dolomite. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw Dolomite. That's, 
I well, saw no, Dolomite a lot, a lot too. Like that was another one we watched a lot, or not as much as Black Belt Jones. Like we watched. But what I think, what, what I, I think is, is the, the, the Eddie Murphy movie, which I think is one of people haven't seen it. It's wonderful. It's, it's it, fine. It's, I thought it was fine. I thought it was wonderful. I oh. hate biopics, man. I think I've told you this. I just I know you don't biopics. like them, but I thought he was so cookie cutter. And oh, I thought that I one didn't was, think this was cookie cutter. Oh, yeah. God damn it! You yeah. hit my microphone. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, Eddie Listen. Murphy Dolomite. I don't give a fuck what you think. I'll smack you through this fucking microphone. I cried at that movie, Travis. Yeah, yeah, no, there were some great performances. I loved him and Wesley Snipes, and it just, it was so automatic pilot. I, it was a, it was a vehicle for him. It was a vehicle for, for him and, and Snipes, I thought. Anyway. Well, it, well, it, look, it got my 81-year-old father to sit there and watch that and love mm, it because he cool. loves Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. I got to see him in something. I got to watch that with him and my stepmother last time I was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I will like, be there again, Travis. I get it. All right. I understand. I, know. I get it. Mm. So also. So anyways, yours, mine, the truth. <laughs> A new episode coming out uh, next Friday. <laughs> you uh, are still doing WorldCast. Well, for, the time uh, for a while, end. as long as, you know, as long as uh, Her Royal Highness once deems it so. I guess. Wait, are you like, are you, are you, are you, okay. Here's how I know that you and Kelly have been friends for a long, long time. Cause yeah. you did the whole her as an insult to Kelly, which I mean, God damn, dude, read the room. This is the, this is the CW. No, it's, a, CW. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a Canadian joke. We are required to, uh, like if, if we have a female <laughs> monarch at the time, you have to uh, refer to it in the, um, like that, uh, and then you dip your hands in the pudding. I know. I saw yeah, that. Yes. So. yes. <laughs> I, I, get it, I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Worldcast, David Von Erich is dead. Yes, he is. Yes. Uh, and uh, and to be, uh, to be oh, perfectly sorry. upfront and honest, um, I was so busy. I, my work dropped on me that I was on call this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They forgot to fucking tell me. And that led to me totally forgetting to... Uh, uh, do the show, get the show right. started of the new world class for where we're going to talk about the David Von Eric Memorial yeah. show, uh, the tribute show, which I personally can't wait to talk about it because I love talking about sleazy shit. Cause yeah. Wow. This is, I've never seen this. It is something. So it's coming up soon and this is, it's tearing Kelly's soul out, which is why the show is ending. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I get it. Yeah. You know. You know, yeah. No man, like we want to watch cool. stuff that brings us joy. Well, like at this point, like, dude, if there's anything I've known from the last thing we're gonna plug here is that, uh, like, from doing Mystery Titan Theater and the amount of joy that it just brings yeah. me. I hope I, I know it. Me too. Me oh, me too. And I think oh, Kelly as well. Like, if you're not, if you're gonna, yeah, we'll see. Do it, like, know. there's no point in in wasting time uh, doing something that uh, you know is a pain in the ass. Right? Life's too short. Mm, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I know. I, I yeah. I just. You know, I, I'm also connected to the I was like, I love doing it. I love pod- yeah. I've, yeah. Yeah. podcasting with those guys. Been doing yeah. it for a long yeah. time. And, uh, and you know, and I'm sure you still will, too. Oh, yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, all of these uh, things are sponsored by the Puama Net Podcast Network. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Could be know, a new logo on the horizon. Keep an eye out. Oh, you will see this thing. It is right out of 1996. It's <laughs> outstanding. You would have seen this. You would have seen this underneath people's posts on message boards. Show <laughs> yeah, you. I like it. 
Yeah, for sure. Because it's the Plum Network. And by the way, hats off to Kelly for embracing my one-off joke. And now that's the name of the network because yeah. you know what? My one-off jokes are goddamn Our gold. Our gold. Free. We get them for free. We're lucky. I think I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Uh, right. So, anyways, kid, sick so with the tuberculosis. Kid is, is dying, and so Stein goes in to see him. His name is Birdie. He has a nice little scene with the kid, yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like, "Maybe I can help your son. I'm a scientist." And, and uh, I like that. He didn't say doctor. I'm a scientist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but while he's doing that, the Stillwater Gang is running into town. Travis, fever dog, <laughs> scratching on my back dog. <laughs> and Ray is out there standing up to him. And like I said, again, what, what, this show, this is the one that gets Ray right. Ray is standing yeah. up to him. He's like, yeah. you know, nope, you get out of town. And <laughs> we see Jeb Stillwater, the mm-hmm. leader of the gang. And I had to know who this was. And his name is Brent State. Again, Canadian actor. Oh mm-hmm. boy, is he? Because yeah. he says, those boys got a lot of stones. I was like, oh wow, that's the most yeah. Canadian thing ever. He's the most Canadian cowboy I've ever seen. Uh, and he's got a t- again, IMDb choke a horse, but connected to this show in a way. He played Dr. Fate in an episode or two of Smallville. Cool. Which again, they they're so loyal to everyone, but mm-hmm. when he tells them, I'm John Wayne, Mick and Jack, you know, Jack's give you know, the take where they look at each other like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jack's like, he does this all the time. It was Hannibal Lecter. Now it's John Wayne. It's, yeah. yeah. What's, what's going to be next? And he tells them the deal's over and they're going to go, what you going to do about it? And snarts up in the church tower and shoots the gun at mm-hmm. it. Of the guy's hand, and I was I love this. I love yep, I love Western this standoff. Tropes. That's exactly what I have. It's what love I have it. written down here. That's what I have written down right now here. Nice standoff. I love this. Yep. And, and Mick, then he like they like he backs off and he says, "Let's ride, boys. Let's ride, boys." And Mick says to himself, "Nice haircut." Yeah. I like, oh, yeah. I love this scene yeah. so much. I wrote down uh, right here. I'm like, "Save that town, legends. Save that town." Yes. <laughs> and, but oh, but you know who's not happy about this? No. Rip. Rip is like, mm, oh, you would think that this is a, a time for celebration. <laughs> of course you would think that. But to believe that you would be a fool. I will tell you, I will say one word, one single word that will shake you to your very core. And that word is Calvin. And he and he went away into the into the mist into the eat there and they're like wow what what the or then they're like Gideon what what the fuck's he talking about yo Garth yo yo Garth <laughs> yo what the fuck was that <laughs> oh yeah no he's talking about this place here's all the information I know he was trying to be all aloof and secret and stuff but here it is <laughs> do you need anything else like it's so fucking stupid sometimes. That's him. That's drama queen. Rip. I will. That's I, that's my swear to you. Anytime I notice him doing uh, any sort of just over the top dr- unnecessary drama queen shit, I will go into that. Okay. So, well, he does say, 
Well, you're just all tearing up the 1870s, aren't you? Aren't you? With your hussy. It's like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but Hex is also, man, because the thing about Calvert is, Hex, you know, he's like, yeah, maybe you'll leave. And uh, Calvert, Calvert will happen again. And yeah, <laughs> they're like, we'll talk about that over here, Mr. Hex. And they're like, Gideon, let's it's the fucking funniest thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and we cut to uh, Sarah and Kendra. Yeah, so they mentioned that like there was a massive uh, massacre. Well, right? no, they you get know, to that. Like, you know, oh, yeah, there's a lot of later. cuts. But yes, okay. Calvert was a town in Oklahoma, which, by the way, um, it would have been called Indian Territory at this time uh, yeah. because it wasn't Oklahoma as someone in the IMDb. But people in the IMDb, by the way, are obsessed with the the the, re, the realistic nature of the guns and the military uniforms Bizarre. it's weird it's what a weird, weird. culture man yeah, IMDb commenters you never hear about those <laughs> interesting yeah, I, like um, from, I don't want to say future, Kate, Katie, Lott, Katie, Katie Lott's in a cowboy hat is great really suits her oh, she reminds me of um, Sharon Stone in Quick and the Dead Oh, nice. You know, I always, I enjoyed that movie. I didn't quite yeah. buy her as a yeah. gunfighter, but I, I I did like that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, I like Sam Sam Raimi messing with uh, genres and and yeah. putting his kind of uh, flavor on that. Yeah, but but Sarah's smiling and they're talking and she's talking about how she loves how pure and simple this is. And again, she's just uh, just the camera loves her. She's great. But Kendra's being drawn to the woman's place. You know, you see her place. And yes. But so Rip and Ray find Stein stealing some streptomycin that mm-hmm. Gideon make. Yep. But and because he wants to use it to save the kid. And they give him such a fucking guilt trip about this. It's fucking stupid. Because he yeah. says, they're like, well, that's not gonna be used as a medicine for another 70 years. And he's like, Yeah, but it exists here. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Just like I can say, I lucked out. I, you know, I, 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 I threw a couple things together: a dash of cinnamon, yeah. uh, sprinkle of nutmeg, and some of these crazy chemicals. Kablamo! Uh, kids, kids, uh, gonna be okay. But Rips, Rips don't is tell like, anybody about this, please. Rips like it would be just like when Ray left his atom suit with Vandal Savage. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. But mm-hmm. come on, you I mean, know, kind of ish. I, I mean, like, no, I mean. Whatever, like, yeah. he, like he's like uh, like they 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 can. It seems selective. He had to, times. so he had to do it. Be so Tom Cruise could make a shitty movie mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get to, so Orson Welles, so Orson Welles could fool America. Mm-hmm. He had to do this, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, I mean that's the end game, yeah. right? Yeah. So they get him while, but here, see, because Ray is a double agent because he's busting Stein. And then turns around and goes, what's this all about? Calvert, Rip. I'm like, oh, Ray Palmer, you, sh- you shifty devil. <laughs> yes. And, and he has to tell him. And he quotes a little Shakespeare like he's Jean-Luc Picard. The past mm-hmm. is prologue. And uh, mentions the, his son, Jonas. And like, did you name your son after Jonah Hex? Yes. Ooh. He doesn't say it, but yeah. He really kind of connected those dots a little too quickly. Yeah, this guy yeah. I just met. No, 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 Rip. You know, yeah. well, they, yeah, they, you know, for him. But to no, I mean, like, like, oh, that guy. Wait a second, this guy I just met. I realized that Jonas, you, Jonah. You seem to know each other. Close. You yes. named your son after. Obviously, that was way too. You don't seem to like each other. 
<laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and, but Rip mentions that you know he he became very attached to the old west because it's easy to become attached to the old west. And uh this guy named Turnbull attacked Calvert as soon as he left. Yeah. And Hex comes in, and he's like, Yeah, the old man did right. You know, he knows where the gang's going. So he, you know, let's ride. And Ray goes to him, up high. And Hex just looks at him. I'm like, don't mind that either from Ray. I like him being just kind of goofy. That's yeah. fine. Fine. Yeah. Um, this was just this was a real complicated bit of exposition. Yeah. Um, it when is. We're really getting into the story here. Um, but whatever. Again, like I just like, okay, keep going, keep going. Keep yeah, he says, get back yeah. to the fun. But but he's like, You coming, Rip? And Rip is, won't leave. And he is, that's <clears> what I thought. Now, yeah. brood, here, brood, brood. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> brood, brood, brood. But here's what's wonderful. Uh, Sarah and Kendra find the woman out in her cabin in the woods. And she's mm-hmm. going to kill him. And get off my land. And, and Kendra realizes, holy shit, that's me. That's yeah. one, that's Kendra from this time. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out at first. I thought it was like maybe it's like their daughter-in-law. You're wait, I'm you are my and they go to commercial and cut back. Daughter-in-law? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like I don't know. But yeah, but, you but see, it's her. Yeah. Yeah, it's her. It's a Kendra that just went and lived in the woods and died of old age. Um mm-hmm. or maybe Savage eventually got her. Who fucking knows? But um and and in the next scene, they figured out they're all just hanging out, and she's telling her about her Carter because there's an old tiny drawing of Carter. Hannibal Hawks. Hannibal Hawks, which I I I almost wanted to throw my shoe at Hannibal Hawks, but I, then I went, you know what? That's just embracing it. That's just embracing it. My Hannibal Hawks. <laughs> and Savage got him, and she just is living in the woods. Yeah. And. Kendra, you know, has a flash about a bracelet that they had, and she tells it it was stolen by bandits, and she's just like, oh, if we can get our hands on that, we can turn that into a weapon to kill Savage. Da, 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 da. So you have to remind her one of that. Change. And she had a really good. And there's the, I love this scene. This response that what she uh, yes. she's, stop fighting destiny. And he tells she tells her sob story, and it's similar to Kendra's. You know, it's right away at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's a great scene. It, it ends with her saying uh, something that says, "You know, this is going to end." tragedy or heartbreak so i like this this uh i've always loved that theme of uh because this is tied to that uh that idea that i've talked about uh on my other podcast of negative capability is uh fighting uh the, the the gray areas there's no if there's no such thing as destiny then there's no such thing as free will so there's got to be something in the middle there you know what i mean so she's going to be trying to fight this forever reaching for an abstract that she can't like i love that like that's so that's such a mind fuck you know what i mean mm-hmm. um uh but i i love it i love how her character developed here i thought that that was one of uh that was a real like that actress that that old did you imdb her oh i certainly did sir because yeah. i knew i recognized her yeah and again She's still doing stuff and she's got another IMDb that'll choke a horse. But mm-hmm. what stood out to me and made me go, holy shit. Uh, her name is Anna DeVere Smith and she played Nancy McCallie on the West Wing. She was the mm-hmm. national security advisor and then the head of the NSA yeah. on many seasons of the West Wing. Yeah, I never watched the West Wing. Oh, yeah. the West Wing. I need to, 
Everyone needs to rewatch. I've heard, the it, West I've heard Wing it's, I've heard it's right aged now. terribly, though. I've heard it's aged oh, terribly. No, I, you know what? I watched it for I, the first I don't time. Know. I think I think it's just like people. A lot of people are just fed up with Sorkin and his style. Well, here's the thing. I rewatched it about a year and a half. I know, not rewatched. I'm sorry. I watched it for the first time. Yeah. About like, two years ago. And yeah. it just made me feel so much better going, why can't he be the president? Why, <laughs> yeah. why can't he but that's be a, the but president? But is that a positive? It is. No, it is because Josiah Bartlett is a great, great man, Travis. I'll yeah. not have you desecrate the good name yeah. of President Josiah Bartlett. <laughs> I have more respect for Josiah Bartlett than I have for fucking Trump. Okay. What about um, let's say uh, the then uh, Sarah on on Legends of Tomorrow? As pre- I'd, I'd vote for her for president too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, so it's yeah. the same. It's the same fucking thing, Johnny. Uh-huh. Is my point. I'm trying to. All make. right. So yeah, the boys, <laughs> the boys, the gang is all going to surprise the Stillwaters, and Mick says, Mick says, yeah, we could have used Sarah on this roundup, and Hex is all a lady. And then that's that. And then you see Stein curing the boy and he just tells yeah, her, you must just normal. burn. You must just, as soon as he's cured, All right. just burn the, burn the leftover medicine. And she's and like, burn I will, of everything. course, I'll never forget how you saved his life. Be no. sure to say thank you. Charles Manson, the first <laughs> who will have several children. Like I just wanted it to be something stupid like that. The reveal well, of who it close, really was, close. was wasn't much worse. We're going to get to that at the close. end. Because that's, that's a key. I, I really want you to, to listen close when it gets to that moment, buddy. What I have to say about things. <laughs> well, we might have a little bit of a disagreement about yeah. that one. Anyways. Kids back they, to normal. They ju- well, they jump the still waters. And that's when you hear, you know, they guys, boys got some stones. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. and Ray... Uh, arrests Jeb and starts reading him his rights. Snart just comes by. There won't be Miranda rights for another hundred years. And the only thing that left off was dummy. (laughs) That was really funny. That was awesome. I loved it. But holy shit, Stillwater's got Jax. Oh, fucking no, because that's not good in lots of ways in this time fucking period. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They don't really insinuate any of that. They don't. You know what? And I appreciate that. I I, I like that they don't. Yes and no. But I also, I kind of, I would have appreciated maybe it was somebody else that didn't feel as disposable. Mm. uh, Because he feels a little disposable at that moment. Um, I also didn't like, like, and it is a trope. He's the only one on the posse that can't shoot. It does, yeah. But it does get into a... uh, uh, that is a trope where someone gets kidnapped. But the way this one all worked out, it's like, no, we can't go back. We got to re- re- and regroup. Kind of like, I guess. Oh, yeah, they want to get Jax. No, like, no, yeah. Snart's like, we got to get Jax. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, so, but I, I always, I love the scenes where you show that Snart really cares about Jax. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's more of those in these seasons. I always like that he, ever since he, uh, ever since he helped them, you know, go steal the emerald. You now he hmm. likes Jax. So yeah. I always like, you know, they don't really explore their relationship a lot, but they do it just enough to know that he cares about the kid. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to, you know, they're on the, the wave ride trying to figure out what to do. And Stein's like, well, we just trade Stillwater for Jefferson, like Mr. Hex said. But Ray's like, no. It's not that simple. 
the town will still be in danger. And then so the star yeah. says, so is the kid. And then Jonah Hex suggests, of course, what you would suggest. Got to have a quick draw gunfight. Settle the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah. And like it. love it. He knows the rules, right? He's just got to, like, yeah. we got, and, and like, uh, like, uh, I, I, I'm kind of happy I saw that he shows up again uh, uh, this season. Looks like he shows up again this season. But I also saw that he shows mm. up again one other time. Uh, um, anyways. He's, uh, I'll just say, or, he's or like, maybe it's next season. Maybe no, it's yeah, next yeah, season. No, he's a recurring character. You know, he, Jonah yeah. Hex, you get like a Jonah Hex episode almost every season. So, cool. Or cool. appearance. Of, in some yeah, way makes sense. That. Makes sense. Yeah. So he's like the Gary from Gary's Old Town Tavern. Although he's not really a rival. Although kinda, he is kind of a rival to Rip, well, right? But no, but no, no, that's a good no, no, that's a good one. You're like, yeah. you know, every now and then you get a Gary's episode, which is like uh, always my oh, favorite. Those cheers. are legendary. Those right. were my favorites too. The yeah. one where they all had bar to wars. Uh, shave no, his head. No, no, bar wars. The the yeah. bar wars episodes were yes. always nice. my my favorite is when they win when they win the Bloody Mary contest. Uh yeah. that's always <laughs> my absolute favorite but the you know best. what else you know uh, before we you know get into the end of the show uh, travis imdb curious okay let's see what we have in the imdb here and uh, we're gonna go with the trivia first now we okay. already mentioned the uh cubert uh, thing but um they mentioned albano canyon not mm-hmm. named after captain lou captain albano. <laughs> no but named yeah. after john albano one of the creators of jonah hex yeah and i love that i think that's just sweet and nice um, uh, someone actually put in here uh, the title The Magnificent Eight is a play on the title of the iconic The Magnificent Seven really uh, also more recently the uh, Quentin Tarantino Hateful Eight so in a way it is a combination of the two films uh, moving on to <laughs> Oh. Uh, another sign in Salvation reads Clemmer and Sons Mercantile and Provisions. Phil Clemmer is one of the executive producers of Legends of Tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of cute, too. I don't think he demanded it. I want my name in there. I'm sure they. That's a little ass kissy. Let's uh, do this for the boss. <laughs> oh, this is the second live action appearance of Jonah Hex after the film Jonah Hex in 2010, starring Josh Brolin, which Whoa. I had high hopes for, yeah, and I, it stinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no uh, no desire to see it whatsoever. I had completely forgotten not about it until you just mentioned it. Yeah. It's like I didn't see it, but I was like I was excited for it, and then people were like, "Boy, you don't want to see that." Like, mm. you know, how do we keep him handsome while doing Jonah Hex makeup? Like you can't. And that's Jonah what they Hex, do here. Does Jonah Hex fall into the category of steampunk? No, he's a former Confederate. So by the way, Jonah Hex wears a Confederate. He was a former Confederate soldier. That's the one problematic thing about Jonah Hex. But, uh, he's a former Confederate soldier who's a bounty hunter in the Old West who has a, a terrible facial scar. That's his whole mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. That sounds like steampunk, though, man. It could easily be digital, mm-hmm. the way he gets around. Like, he may run into... Anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, but in the old west, it wouldn't be steampunk. He's he's uh, anyway. There's a, um, a Wilhelm scream is heard during the bar fight at the beginning. Huh. That's uh, funny. I'm not going to explain it, but I know I knew you know what a Wilhelm scream was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, we'll get to that. Yes, uh, and we'll get to the pilgrim. Apparently, it's from uh, the Wetworks, but we have goofs. Yeah. Uh-oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> boy, <do> we, oh, oh. 
Well, hey, what? what's that about goose? You want me to introduce the goose? Sneaky yeah, Pete. Can, hey, Sneaky Pete's back. Oh, okay, here we go. Sneaky. Here we go. Everybody settle up. We're going to get in close. We're going to talk about the goose. Mm. All right, I'm out of here. All right, see ya. Bye. <laughs> That was so yeah, cool. I know he's the. I mean, I mean, he can't smell nice, but he seems like a good dude. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, twice towards the end during the big shootout, uh, both Snart and Rip tell them it's like Sheriff Palmer is a straight shooter. It's like, but he was supposed to be Sheriff Wayne. It's like no, we don't care. Yes. Um, oh, more gun stuff. God, the gun stuff in this is just ridiculous. I love that. So, like that, they have that. Uh, um, uh, when Rip decides that he's going to face uh, Stillwater, or are we are we back into the story here? Are you done? Yeah, with let's the, get the back into Sorry. the story. That's enough. Uh, of that. Because they have that Calvert convo again. I really like that that line of uh, "This is the right." It's so hard for this actor and just this character of Rip to find the right level of drama. Mm-hmm. But like, the, there's this one line: "I too felt the pull of heroism." <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Good. There it is. Good. Like that's it. That's that sweet spot. Yeah, um, it's because but he decides that well, he's it's because it, it, yeah, but it's because uh, when they're finally confronting him about it, and uh, Snart gets off the great line, he's like, and he's like, "I couldn't leave here. Uh, I didn't want to leave here." And why is that, Captain? And that's when he delivers that line. He tells it. Yeah, yeah. I like this. Was good, but. Also, uh, Hex asked Rip if he would have left if he had known what happened to Calvary because the town was destroyed by uh, Humboldt or whatever. And he goes, I did know. I'm a Time Master. And Hex punches him. Uh, and he's like, I had to be a Time Master. But no, I'm not a Time Master. So let's go kill a motherfucker in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> and because Ray's like, but I volunteered. And he's like, get you killed. This is the second time. On this yeah. show, Ray has volunteered to die, and 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 Riv is like, no, yeah. I, I, I got it. It's fine. But well, and it's a great good. No, it's good. This one made it made sense. It was. Good. Oh no, no, Here's I'm right. not, I'm just goofing, yeah. but it's good. Yeah. But we're, we're so we're at the big gunfight, which I loved every little every little detail mm-hmm. of this. Like, there's the the pine box. There's the the guy with the old yeah. fashioned camera with the the powder. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it, it's it's the middle of the street, high noon, and it's cloudy. It my favorite um, version of this trope that never actually happened in the old west is in the movie Silverado, which is one of the best westerns ever made. It was made in the eighties. Mm-hmm. The Brian Dennehy is the bad guy, and behind him is just desolation and desert. And the good guy is. Uh, Kevin Klein, and behind him in the distance is a white church, and it's fucking dope. <laughs> cool. Such a great, great, great awesome. movie. And Silverado will cheer anybody up. If it doesn't cheer you up, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Rory uh, says to Hex, "You think you think Hunter can pull this off?" He's like, "Reasonably, but if not." I got dibs on that newfangled revolver of his. I'm I'm just liking every little bit of this. Mm. And so, boom, fucking Ray, uh, Rip kills him motherfucking dead. They give him back Jax. I loved every second of it. I thought it was fucking great. And the legends are done killing motherfuckers, dude. Because, oh, shit. It's the Hunters. Remember the Hunters? Time Hunters, yeah. Yeah. Remember how Rory said, 
you know, we have to run. The yeah. hunters are the worst of the worst. Well, yeah, this is a great uh, really, twist. And this is where it gets like uh, better. This is where it this. gets, get, this is where, here, I'll tell you right now, this is where they pass uh, seven territory mm. for, this, for this, for this. I love uh, it. I love this. Uh, is because uh, all of a sudden it's not just like, oh, we're going to sneak off and do this. And now we're back to another adventure. It's like they're, they're introducing, no, like this other world uh, that is a bigger part of mm -hmm. the, the world of this show is going to insert itself into this little period piece here. And mm -hmm. they spent the whole time trying to not fuck with anything. And I was like, oh, well, we're fucked. And now there's lasers mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah. Captain Cole's like, where's my gun? <laughs> I know. Sorry, I only brought two. Yeah. Like, um, I left my, wait, I left my cold gun on the ship. What yeah. the fuck, really? But here's, let me ask you something here. Did Adam just straight up kill a guy? He straight up murders a motherfucker. They are, I, I didn't remember that. It blew my mind. Uh, yeah. So the hunters come in. Um, uh, Rory's like, ah, oh, friends, welcome. And they're doing another big fight. Two big fights in this episode. Uh, but this one is a sci-fi legends big fight in the old yeah. west. I'm like, this show yeah. is the best. With the wings and firestorm everything. and everything. It was so great. It was so they great. Because they say, well, I guess we don't have to worry about it. The hunters already ruined everything. Let's just fucking do it. I'm like, great. And mm -hmm. as soon as this uh, firestorm becomes firestorm, Jonah Hex crosses himself. And I was like, I didn't I know. know he was Catholic. Yeah, but that's great stuff, man. That's like, what but, the yeah. fuck am I seeing here? Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. But no, the whole fight is fucking great. But yeah, right? So uh, Rory's fighting one of the hunters and he calls him, he goes, traitor. And, he, and in the middle of him punching him, Rory goes, not possible. I was never on your side. I was on mm -hmm. my side. And yeah. I went, comic book dialogue, yeah. check. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. And then Ray straight up murders a motherfucker. Now, mm -hmm. before that firestorm, like, apparently burns someone to death off screen. Oh, um, yeah. And then Ray shrinks down to the size of a bullet and yes. goes, thump. And so why couldn't he just do something. this to all three of them right away? Uh, take care of them, uh, <laughs> Atom. Uh, disperse of the uh, the Malfies and stuff. Why is Ray Palmer murdering people? That I makes don't know. It was no weird. sense. Yeah, that was humans. weird. It, it was, was a bit of a so surprise. weird. It was so And it was just done so weird. like, an, oh, well. But are oh, they well. people? Are we supposed to think that these time hunters are like subhumans or like... No, because one of them takes his mask off and gets some fucking lines. That's when, right, yeah. When, yeah. When, he mentions because, his kid. Make sure you make sure you say hi. Make sure you mention that, that her daddy fought to the <coughs> <blood> coming out. <laughs> but no, because Mick stabs one of them in the fucking neck. And yeah. He says he's Jesus. like, it's too late for you. Yeah, the Time Masters have initiated the Omega Protocol. Mm -hmm. The Pilgrim is coming for you. So I had to look this guy up. He's okay. one of the stunt guys who never gets dialogue, and this was like a oh, chance okay. for him to get some dialogue. I thought you were going to ask, are you going to tell me who the Pilgrim was? Is he related to DC Universe? It's oh, the IMDb said the Pilgrim is a member of this team, which was, I think, an image team, and DC owns them now, and I don't think it really has anything to do with this. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I think when we put that in the IMDb, just mistook. Mm -hmm. Like, the Pilgrims, you know, had tall hats, mm -hmm. you know, with buckles on them. I, I think it's, mm -hmm. I don't know how much connection yeah. that actually is it's a pretty yeah weird bland anyways thing. yeah so ominous kind of last last words of this dead guy yeah and but he then, says, uh, he says you, his, your deaths are just a matter of time and mick turns around and goes yeah 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 i loved it and then yeah. he says but then he says mick says well 
that was easy. And I was like, what, what, what is it Dominic? Dominic must have been like delivering that going, didn't I deliver a line of dialogue in the last episode that, or this episode that said, these guys are unbeatable and they, yeah. they just kill them fucking dead. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a little weird. Um, but that leads us to this, the, to the big reveal of, uh, of, uh, of who the young, who the young man was, who the old, who's, who yes. are, are the aforementioned cancer boy was. Well, right before that, and right like before, I said, okay, right you go that, Right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Cause I, cause I want you to fucking do right before that. The townsfolk, by the way, are totally fine with all of this. And Rip and Hex have a goodbye scene that I thought was really nice, but please go ahead. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it takes a lot to get mm-hmm. you, like, as we've said, like, uh, to get to it, like, you know, you're like a 10 out of 10 show or like a show that can provide a seven out of 10. Yeah. Uh, 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 like if you're, if you got a show that can provide a seven out of 10 quality show all the way through, then you got a pretty mm-hmm. consistent show. And you know what? They crossed seven territory today. They were at, there was a time nice. when I think, like, I think this was an eight out of 10 episode. Nice. And then all of a sudden, out uh, walks this woman who has to oh, say, Did you that dick tease me with a 7.5, you cocksucker? This knocked a, this knocked a, at least a half off of it. It was so unnecessary where she reveals that her kid was HG H. Wells. It's so fucking stupid, man, and he unnecessary. Nice. And just more of the same shit that they've been doing before that, that again is not necessary at all. Oh, and I don't know why they feel it. It is something they need to throw in. And so, but what does this mean? It, uh, have we been mm. living in the in the in this timeline? This whole yeah. like like this is we live in the timeline where Victor Garber went back and saved H.G. Wells. Thank yeah. God. And and it's because H.G. Wells saw a firestorm and Hawk Girl and uh, White Canary is why right. he wrote sci-fi. Right. And right. Right. I have no. I see. Hey, here's the thing. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the the other one, uh, I can't remember what the, the other one was really bad. Well, Bill did, Gates, Bill, Bill Gates, Gates was stupid. No but no, there was one even before that, and yeah. they they and they do give up on that. This one, I just didn't mind. I went, oh, that's kind of cute. And I just, maybe oh, if they hadn't done it at all before, at the, but like I can see the other, yeah, but like at this that. point, it's just like fuck you. But I thought so, this one was okay, well done. Seven, thought, hey, seven point five out of ten is a, okay. is a, is the best grade I can give a show uh, on so far this season. But he gets and to this say was almost at an eight, man. But 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 Stein gets to say his catchphrase, which is astonishing. Yeah, is it? That's funny. <laughs> so. Yeah. So Kendra is on the ship and she's telling Ray, oh by the way, when 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 that wonderful actress is telling Kendra all about what her destiny is, all I wrote down was Ray's fucked. You're fucked, Ray. And she's mm-hmm. like, You can't be with anybody except for fucking Carter. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, we are trapped. That's it. And she's telling yes. Ray, she yeah, but I love the idea of fighting destiny. I love that that they put like that Sarah gave her that pep talk about um, you don't yeah, have this to, is where that, she that's, gives the that's her, that's her fucking, uh, uh, history, man. Yeah. yeah um, you, like you that's awesome. Thing. That's the but, kind of shit I love. Like that's leadership, man. She's awesome. Yeah. She's, oh, she's, she is. And I, that I, character is again, awesome, again, I, I, I think that the, I always have, I've always said that I think the intention was for this to be the Katie Lott show and Rip was never meant to be a character who sticks around yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Um, so uh Kendra's telling Ray about meeting the woman and he's like, So what'd you find out? And she's like, Oh, just some stuff about killing Vandal Savage. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Because she doesn't look all that convinced, and yeah. <laughs> and Rip, and they're like, "So, Rip, is it hard to leave the old West again?" He's the last time I left. Oh no, oh, no. see, I, I can't do that. He says, "The last time I left Martin, I was doing it to be with those close to me, and I'm doing that again." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, I like this. The team has come together, and he loves them." And yeah, it was and, a little too uh, uh, forced casual positions. Like I think three oh, different people totally. had hands in their positions. Totally. Everyone's leaning it. Like it looked like a fucking old Gap ad for fun. Oh no, it was or, or or the end of an episode of Degrassi. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because uh, Snart says, "So where to now?" And uh, and Sarah goes, "More specifically, when?" And I'm like, "Okay, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't care. I forgive everything in this yeah, episode." Yeah. And Mick goes. Time Masters have initiated Omega, Omega protocols on all of us. The worst kind of order they can issue. <laughs> it's yeah. a dialogue. And yeah. Rip goes, oh shit, the Pilgrim is the Time Master's most, she's the most, uh, the Time Master's most dangerous assassin. I love they drop the shade before you meet the Pilgrim. You know, that's mm -hmm. cool. And Snart, get, you, <sighs> this line, could have been delivered by uh, Paul Lind, but he goes, he goes, oh, she's the most dangerous assassin. And Snark goes, ooh, scary. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we can handle ourselves. And that whole snake <laughs> thing he does. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. great. And they're like, yeah, but she's hunting our younger selves. And they cut to young McRory watching his parents burn after he'd set the house on fire. And right behind him, the pilgrim's about to blow his fucking brains out. Dun dun dun! That's yeah. how we end. And uh, yeah, good cliffhanger. This is yeah. so much fun. Yeah, and like I uh, got you, got you hooked on things again. I mean, of course uh, they're gonna do the old uh, hear a bang and shoot, and nobody got killed again. Like they like uh, like they go to yeah. that well a little too much. Um, but and again, I they, they really in making up these rules to time travel again and again I, I think they keep fucking themselves because <laughs> there's no well, what's to stop them what's to stop them from saying like oh wait uh he just got one of the babies <laughs> he got the baby version of you wait well uh, hold, on, uh, hold on hold they on got the baby watch, version of hold you. on did you watch the next episode yet? no i haven't no, yeah, no. i did uh, yeah. because uh initially i we had the idea that we would record two in a row boy that right. was oh, yeah, i knew that wasn't gonna happen yeah, we've talked for two hours about a yeah, forty-five about, minute yeah. show. Um, more and more, of the show is turning into a ripoff of Gilmore Guys because that's what mm. happened with that show. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did, and babies come, become involved in this. It, it's, right. it, it's yeah, fun. yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'll give you this one. If if you've never watched any Doctor Who, you this it's one of the most Doctor Whoian ones uh, mm. you've ever seen. All right. But all right, but it, it, I know it's seven point five, but mm -hmm. you do agree, this has been the most fun episode. Easily, of the easily best episode of the season. Easily, yeah. easily. Right. Everybody, everybody's having a blast. Yep. And that's what we talked about at the beginning, man. You talked about uh, this is a, a show where, uh, you know, started as you, as you've said, you're, you should put a trademark on it because you've said it so many times. Entertaining. An entertaining trade wreck, an entertaining train wreck, trademark. Um, uh, and, but but you say it turns into the, like the most uh, fun show on TV, and you can yep. see that there's that sense of fun. You do you saw it here, 
uh, in spades. And as I said, galvanizing. This feels like a galvanizing episode for, for just because of what you had told me. I don't know if, like, if you hadn't told me that that's what it turned into, um, I can just imagine. If I hadn't told you what it was, a, if I hadn't told you what it was going to turn into, you would have been like, "I'm not sticking with this project." It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point, pal. Yep. You were like, I, I don't know if this is for me, buddy. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a good point. <laughs> but I'm, hey, I'm glad we did. And today was like this episode's a, a prime example as to why I'm happy that I'm sticking with it. I mean, other than the fact that uh, you know, I, I, I do enjoy uh, these conversations we have, uh, Mr. Yeah, Hedgebed. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying. Uh, I enjoyed. This was a really enjoyable watch. This was the first uh, like yeah. first really enjoyable watch of this show. Yeah, this is super fun and. Um, I hope all of you have been listening and have a good time uh, listening to us <laughs> ramble on. Uh, this has been so much fun, Travis. Thank you again. This has been Gideon, guys, on the Plum Network. Uh, I think that's all we got to talk about, Trav. Yeah. We'll see you next time, guys. Adios.